0: This is Tales from Death Row, and I'm your host, Kelly. This week on Tales from Death Row, we will review the murders of Lisa and Jaden Underwood in Fort Worth, Texas. Stephen Barbie was convicted of these murders, and he is scheduled to be executed on November 16th, 2022, so that's coming up here shortly. I do want to give a trigger warning that... Jaden was seven years old and Lisa was 34 and she was also pregnant. Um, so I did just want to let you guys know that so if you don't want to listen to that, you can go ahead and skip this episode. Um, but Lisa, she was 34 year old single mom of seven-year-old Jaden. Uh, like I said, she was about seven and a half months pregnant actually with a baby girl. she was calling Marley. They disappeared in February of 2005 after feeling to show up to Lisa's baby shower. Uh, Before we get into it, I do want to talk about Lisa and Jaden for a little bit. So I looked around to try to see what I could find out about them and just who they were. Um, I found that Lisa co-owned a bagel shop. It was called Boopa's Bagel Deli in Fort Worth, Texas. And seven-year-old Jaden loved spending time and working at the bagel shop with his mom. He insisted on being called the owner, or at least part owner, because the name on the building was his. Uh, so Boopa was actually a nickname given to Jaden by his grandmother. I started reading through different comments on um, different memorial sites um, and I noticed a really big theme of friends and family saying just how sweet and how great both Lisa and Jaden really were. Lisa was a great mom, all-around great person. Uh, She was very active in the business community. I kept reading that Jaden was a super charming little boy and that he was a Cub Scout, and his mom, Lisa, was right there with him volunteering for his troop. She was also on the PTA at Jaden's school. Jaden played soccer. Like, overall, they were happy. Um, They had each other. They were happy. She was doing the mom thing. They were thriving. But unfortunately, on February 19th, 2005, this was all taken away when Lisa and Jaden were murdered in their Fort Worth, Texas home. And Stephen Barbie was convicted of those murders. So, a little bit about Stephen. Um, Stephen Dale Barbie. He was a businessman in his mid-30s at the time. No criminal record. Um, he had met Lisa at the bagel shop that she owned in Fort Worth. So, he was a customer of the shop. And she and Stephen did, become, did start dating. So... In July of 2004, Lisa became pregnant, and she told Barbie that she believed he was the father of her unborn child. So I don't know how serious this relationship was. I couldn't find out a lot about it. There wasn't a lot lot of details that I could find, but she did believe that Stephen was the father of this baby at the time. So Lisa's family and friends, they were excited about this baby. They had planned a baby shower for Lisa that Saturday, the 19th, at like 4 p.m., but she never showed up. Um, No, she never showed up. No one heard from her, Jaden. And Jaden does have, I'm not sure how, involved his dad's side of the family was. I couldn't find a lot about that, but his dad and half-siblings were mentioned, so I'm assuming they were missing him, too. Um, anyway, so, the, so they began the investigation into her disappearance. So they did not, the Fort Worth detectives did not know at the time but Barbie had been stopped by a deputy, sh- deputy sheriff earlier that same morning. He was walking along, like, a service road near a wooded area in, like, a neighboring county. He was wet, covered with mud. When the deputy asked his name, he gave him a false name, and then he took off on foot. So, of course, they started Lisa's home. Um, her and Jaden lived there. The home showed no signs of forced entry. Um, Everything looked pretty normal at first. Jaden's shoes were like on top of the fireplace hearth. His glasses were next to his bed. But then they found Lisa's blood in the living room. It was on the rug, on the furniture. They quickly learned that Barbie had been in a relationship with Lisa. So the police went to the home of Barbie's ex-wife, Teresa so although these two were divorced Teresa and Barbie they still operated a tree trimming business and they also did um concrete cutting as well they operated that business together I don't know how amicable this was once again also couldn't find a lot of details about that so uh Teresa she lived in the former marital home that she had shared with Stephen with an employee of their concrete business, named Ron Dodd. You'll run remember that name for a little bit later. Uh, Teresa told Barbie that the police were looking for him and wanted to know what he had done. She talked to him, urged him to turn himself in. On Monday, Lisa's Dodge Durango was found in a creek about 300 yards from where Barbie had previously been stopped by the deputy sheriff a couple days earlier. The windows were down. The hatchback was up. There was a bottle of cleaning solution in the cargo area. And so on that same day, Fort Worth Detectives went to Tyler to speak with Barbie, his wife, Trish. And Dodd. So Barbie and Dad were in Tyler, Texas, working on a job trimming trees. So they agreed to go to the Tyler Police Department for questioning. Initially, when they got there, Barbie gave a recorded interview. He said that he had not seen or heard from Lisa in months. He then asked to use the bathroom. So while he was in the bathroom, um, with the detective. Barbie confessed that he killed Lisa by starting a fight with her, and then he held her face down into the carpet until she stopped breathing. He also admitted that he held his hand over Jaden's mouth and nose until he stopped breathing. Barbie said he did it because Lisa was going to ruin his family and his relationship with his current wife, Trish. He then claimed that Dodd had helped him plan the murder, that Dodd had dropped him off at Lisa's house before the murder, and had picked him up afterwards, um, near that wooded area right where he was stopped by the deputy. So the problem with this bathroom confession is it was not recorded. If it's not recorded, generally, then it's not, it's treated as if it didn't happen. So, Barbie did give a recorded interview after this. Um, he had spoke with his wife, Trish, which that was also recorded as well. They did that in police interview room. Next day, Barbie took the police out to the place where he had buried the bodies of Lisa and Jaden. Barbie recanted his confession, though, a few days later. So, his story changes a couple times throughout this. Um, he is going to say that, uh, Ron... So now... Stephen Barbie recants his confession, right? Now he's like, uh, nope, that's uh, not not how that went. Well, uh, the prosecution's case, when they were at the guilt phase, they pretty much relied on Barbie's flight from like the deputy sheriff. They did rely on that bathroom confession, um, his recorded statement to Trish his knowledge of details about the burial site. Then they moved into like the sentencing phase where the state presented evidence from Teresa that during the course of their marriage, Barbie had assaulted her on four occasions and had assaulted a driver in a road rage incident. The state also presented evidence that Barbie had verbally abused a former co-worker who had rejected his attempts to have a relationship. The defense also had their share of um, witnesses as well. So the defense presented testimony from like a pastor at Barbie's church, um, his mom, his aunt, a niece, a couple acquaintances from church, an ex-girlfriend, and the girlfriend of Barbie's ex-roommate. The defense also presented testimony from a prison security expert a confinement officer who had known Barbie his whole life, and the courtroom bailiff who had described um, Barbie's behavior in jail. When all was said and done, the jury found Barbie guilty of capital murder. The trial court sentenced him to death after the jury answered the special issue on future dangerousness affirmatively and the special issue on mitigation negatively. So, this becomes a problem later on when Stephen do, does decide to um, start filing appeals. On his initial, like, direct appeal right after the sentencing, the Supreme Court um, did deny it. They affirmed the sentence and the conviction. We will split this up and jump into part two here on the next episode and kind of go over some of these claims uh, that Steven makes and his next story of what truly happened. Um, it, it gets kind of interesting. You guys will just have to listen and see for yourselves.